Data continues to accumulate on how psychedelic drugs can help with conditions from PTSD to depression. Many places across the country are considering legalization. Oregon and Colorado have already done so. As guidelines roll out, programs are opening to train facilitators to administer these drugs. And there's increasing interest in that work from a group of professionals who already guide people through life's deep and difficult times, chaplains. Dina Pritchett reports. Chaplains are religious professionals who work in non-religious settings, hospitals, schools, battlefields. Although they're trained and often ordained in a particular tradition, they help people of any faith, or none at all, wrestle with spiritual issues and connect with a sense of meaning. We are with people in deep moments of grief, deep moments of pain, deep moments of life transition. Caroline Peacock is an Episcopal priest and Director of Spiritual Health at Emory University's Winship Cancer Institute. And we know how to be with people in these very, very hard moments. Peacock recently took part in a clinical psilocybin trial where chaplains worked alongside therapists. The team administered the drug to cancer patients, and afterwards, they also provided what's called integration, helping patients make sense of the experience. Chaplains are really good at helping people navigate these kinds of shifts in their worldview. Many chaplains are exploring psychedelic-assisted therapy, not only because they possess these skills, but also because people taking these drugs often report what's described as a mystical experience. A sense of sacredness, awe, wonder. And finally, there's a feature we call transcendence. Anthony Bossis is a clinical psychologist at NYU School of Medicine. He spent 15 years conducting psilocybin trials with patients facing advanced cancer. And he says the spiritual dimension of psychedelic treatment seems to be part of what makes the therapy therapeutic. The findings have shown already that the mystical experience has been a predictor or a mediator um, in terms of better outcomes. We are seeing rapid and sustained reductions in depression, anxiety, hopelessness, uh, fear of death, and people who do have an advanced illness who have this experience. Given how frequently people report these spiritual encounters on psychedelics, it's not surprising that some religious practices have been built around them. Ayahuasca ceremonies in South America, peyote rituals in Mexico and the Southwest. But more and more, religions that don't have these traditions are saying they do have a container for these experiences. Jamie Clark Souls is a New Testament scholar and directs the Baptist House of Studies at Southern Methodist University. From Genesis to Revelation, Scripture shows in our tradition many examples of faithful believers experiencing extraordinary states of consciousness. These come from fasting or prayer or retreats, instances where people change something in the everyday world to step into a different sort of reality. To go to that place where you can stand in the presence of God, you know, be still and know that I am God. Clark Souls took part in a clinical trial giving psilocybin to religious professionals at Johns Hopkins University and says she experienced the presence of God fully and profoundly. And yes, she's heard pushback from others in the faith community that the spiritual dimension of these drugs is just drugs, not God. But she says the moment when she accepted Jesus Christ, which nobody in her tradition would question, was also shaped by context that affected her perceptions. I was away, I was in a retreat setting. I went outside, I was in nature, had a direct encounter with God. And here I am, a seminary professor teaching 
teaching Bible, right? Science can't tell us if any religious experience is real. The metrics we have are what people report on what they feel and how their lives have been changed. And the question for me always comes down to what fruits are born of it. And people's lives have been changed by psychedelics, often in profound ways. Dr. Anthony Bossis has seen it throughout his research. Now, for a person to have the experience or the insight that I'm not just my body, you know, I'm not just my cancer. And that's been a gift for people at the end of life to identify not only with a failing body, which will soon stop working, but that possibly there's something more remarkable <laughs> at work in, in who we are as humans. Religion has long offered a context, a language, for engaging with things in this world that are beyond everyday comprehension. Things we can't see the beginning or end of. How to live and forgive and make meaning. And with psychedelics, chaplains are hoping to bring their experience with these old questions into a new conversation. To help those facing the end of life. Or those just trying to figure out how to live it. For NPR News, I'm Dina Pritchett.